This is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. James Ewart just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. We're going to see you on the internet. It doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Well, here we go on a just a normal Thursday. Brock and Salk show on Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com, and the Seattle Sports app, not to mention... All the podcast platforms out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for finding us. We appreciate it. Big news day. Obviously, soon as we got off the air yesterday, I was driving home. 10-15, getting ready for headline rewrites when, bang, Stacy Ross saying, hold on a minute, we got some breaking news. Mike McDonald is the new head coach of the Seahawks, and glad I was listening live. And, of course, we knew it was going to happen during Bump and Stacy. and Stacy and Bump both did, well, first of all, they did a great job with it yesterday. I was locked in listening. I know, they really freaking, you know what? I know you guys are going to get annoyed at me because you guys kind of want to break the news and have it be on our show. I kind of like when they do it. I, they, they're they great at it. They made it a fun, informative, awesome listen. And I don't always like breaking the news because then... Hey, you like to have time to sit on it. I like to sit on it a little bit. I, I like to kind of get my thoughts in order and um, you know put it together as opposed to saying something off the cuff. And so, for me, anyway, I love that. That was great. And they just really did a phenomenal job. They nailed it yesterday. Kudos to them. Um, how do you guys feel? We're going we're gonna to ask you that question. We're going to get you guys on the phone this morning a little bit at 6.30, which I love. See what the 6 a.m. audience feels. I would imagine that there's got to be some people that are fired up today. I know a lot of the sort of scheme X's and O people love this because of what he did specifically to the two big teams in your division with their genius coaches and the fact that he's there to, you know, maybe, maybe cancel a lot of that out is uh, – I think super exciting for a lot of people. The other side of it, I know there's some folks who thought that the only way to fight fire was with fire and that they needed to go offense and that that was the best strategy here. If and when Ben Johnson actually took his name off the off the list, and again, I don't really buy entirely that that happened. I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just not accepting that it did. That kind of probably made this a really easy call, Right. Like, if you had looked around at all of the guys they, they interviewed. Mike Kafka's not on the same level. He just doesn't seem to be on the same level. That doesn't mean he'd be a bad offensive coordinator. And Brady mentioned yesterday that he may end up here as the next OC. But I don't know whether that was the guy that was going to blow you away to the point where you're like, yeah, this is how we compete with Shanahan and McVay in the same division. Instead, they go to the other side of the ball and say, you know what? Let's bring in a defensive guy. I like that part of it. Uh, if you would ask me which would I prefer, an offensive coach or defensive coach, I'd say defensive coach. I I still like that kind of football. I still think it can win. I still think more than anything what defensive coaches like McDonald bring you is physicality. And the thing I like most about him, I'm not going to pretend that I know that much about him. None of us do. I think there's a little bit of an overblown belief that we understand this guy because we know what his scheme was in Baltimore. Fantastic defensive coordinator. Fantastic. Top three defense coordinator in the league is my guess. All right, Steve Spagnuolo's got to be on that list. There's probably a couple of other guys as well. Ross Tucker called him the number one yesterday. But let's put him top three and just sort of make room for a few others. Okay, that's a phenomenal start. 
It shows he's got the intelligence. It shows he's got the ability to communicate with his players who all seem to like him very much. And I did uh, text with one of his guys in Baltimore yesterday who said, love him, getting a great coach. He didn't want to talk about him because not his coach anymore. But he did say, you guys are getting a great coach and uh, you should be happy about it. Wouldn't come on. You say a guy in Baltimore? Yeah, one of their uh, defensive players there. Oh, uh, the, on the team. Yeah, okay. one of the. I'm sorry, one of the players, one of the uh, one of the defensive players. Okay. Great. Um, and so and so, I love that he comes more than anything from the Baltimore system. I love that he comes from John Harbaugh. I love that he comes from a organization that has done as good a job as any of having an identity and slavishly sticking to it year after year after year. Their identity is up front. Big fellas on the off. You thought I was going to say something else. Big fellas on the offensive line and the defensive <laughs> line, right? That's where they spend their money and they are physical. They are nasty. They run the ball. They play phenomenal defense. And in so many ways, I still think that's what the Seahawks need to be. I think that is still the best way to beat San Francisco, to beat L.A., to beat the coaches in your division, and not just them, to just survive in general in the NFL. I like it. I got some major questions about what they're going to do on the offensive side of the ball, right? Is it going to be Mike Kafka? Is it going to be, you know, the the the? are they going to open it up? Are they going to stick with that, you know, power running game and attempt to move and, and stay in that direction? All, all great questions. I, I can't wait to hear about all of this uh, and to see what he does here over the course of the next few days. Uh, some of your texts right off the bat. Uh, no pressure, Salk. Woke up early to hear your Mike McDonald take this morning. Well, I, I'll give you sort of the basics of it. My Mike McDonald take is that they managed to find a guy who's the complete opposite of Pete without being opposite of Pete. And it sounds obviously a little muddled. So let me explain it with a little bit more detail. He is like Pete in that he's not going to change this culture. Talked to somebody yesterday. I said, why not Vrabel? And they said, well, it just would have been 180 degrees. It just would have been too different. The Belichick tree, et cetera, it would have been too much from you know from from positive to negative. It just the 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 vibe of the building would have changed too much. That's kind of what Pelissero told us. Yep. He said a lot of negative reinforcement, yep. just much different. It just was going to be too big of a turn in the opposite direction in terms of the style. Where I think Mike McDonald is going to be the opposite from Pete is in his strengths and weaknesses. And that's different. The style may still be the same. Not running around. This guy does not seem high energy like Pete. And that doesn't mean he's not good. It doesn't have a lot of energy, but I don't think he's going to be rambunctious running around, jumping off the walls. He does not seem to be um, as focused on the motivational aspects of the game because he's going to be in all likelihood calling his own plays and it's his defense and he's designing it. And so, you know, there's only so much time in the day, whereas I think Pete spent a lot of his day, and we talked to him about this, devising ways to teach, devising ways to motivate. 
I think McDonald's going to be spending a lot of his day, I think, devising ways to beat the other team. You may prefer that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Just that they're different. And that's sort of the point of my 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 story here, that they're going to be different guys. Whereas Pete Carroll was not particularly concerned with the details of, well, really anything. This guy's detail-oriented. It was always, we just, we just play our game. He, we don't worry about what they do. This guy is buttoned up. This guy is disciplined. This guy is, you know, straight as an arrow in that in that regard. I would assume that the penalties, that some of the odd mistakes, that some of that undisciplined, some of the lack of tackling, et cetera, I would expect a lot of those things to change. And yes, more, as you just said, he is a little bit more of a react to what the other team's doing rather than just do what you do type of a coach. So personality-wise, different, right? In terms of strengths and weaknesses, different. But in terms of overall culture and what he would like the building to be like, I'm guessing there's a whole lot more similarity than what you would have gotten if you had chosen a Mike Vrabel or somebody who wanted to to go with a little bit more of the negative reinforcement. He's still going to be a player's coach. He's still going to be a roughly positive guy. And I think those things are and certainly were important. He's smart. That's the last thing that you're going to hear about him over and over again. And I think ultimately that's why this went down. I think he just blew them away by being smarter than everybody else. I think he was the smartest candidate they talked to. And if you are going to compete in a division with a couple of other really smart guys, I think it'll be really helpful to have one yourself. A guy who's smart. A guy who wants to play chess. A guy who wants to match wits with some of the best out there. And if he can develop some of those other skills, the softer skills that I think are incredibly important for a head coach in today's NFL, then this is going to be a fantastic hire for the Seattle Seahawks. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, exactly three weeks since they parted ways with Pete Carroll. The Seahawks have now hired his replacement. Mike McDonald officially agreeing to a six-year contract yesterday to be the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He's just 36 years old. He is the youngest coach in the NFL. He's apparently really smart, pays attention to details, and knows how to communicate. He did work with RG3 for a little while when uh, Griffin was in Baltimore. He was on the air live with Rich Eisen when it went down and he liked it a lot. Oh, phenomenal hire. I, I, did, I didn't know that that was happening. Yep. Uh, Mike McDonald had an opportunity to be in meeting rooms with him, see how he runs uh, not necessarily the defense at that time but how he ran his position group uh, got a chance to, to obviously see what he was doing You know, there at Michigan as well. So uh, McDonald is a, a great hire. They're going to play defense at the highest level, uh, bringing back that Legion of Boom type of defense uh, where it's going to be very multiple. Yeah, so he was pumped and he wasn't the only one. I mean, we heard throughout the day from various people who have been around Mike McDonald, Ross Tucker, KJ Wright. Others have just said this is exactly the direction the Seahawks would need to go. Now, he's going to have some challenges. It is not going to be easy to fill the shoes of Pete Carroll. He's going to have to show that he can lead an entire building, not just scheme a defense, but he does bring an entire new energy to Seattle. I can't wait to see how he builds this program. And, you know, I understand, I think, why they went in this direction. And that word smart 
I think keeps coming up every time. Here's Kyle Hamilton, the safety in Baltimore. Yeah, he's super cerebral. Really smart guy. Probably the smartest guy in the building. Um, don't tell him I said that. But, uh, you know, he's going to get everybody in the right spots, use everybody's best abilities, and um, really just conforms to what we do best as a defense and as a team. And um, Great motivator. Uh, he lets the guys lead the room. It's just a bunch of great qualities for him. And, Whatever is coming in his future, he deserves it. I know that the smartness and the intelligence is the thing that, you know, that cut is about. But I liked what he said at the end about him being a leader, about him letting the guys lead the room and finding the way to get them to that next level. Again, I think that's going to be enormously important. Excited to hear him speak for the first time at 11 o'clock as he's introduced to the press. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, now that he's here... Mike McDonald's got a really long to-do list of things that have to get done, right? He needs a full t- coaching staff. I'd imagine that offensive coordinator job is going to be of keen interest to every Seahawks fan. Brady Henderson uh, yesterday on with, I think, Bump and Stacy said that there are some names already being floated. Some of these other guys that they've interviewed, uh, namely Mike Kafka, I, I have wondered if he could be um, you know, a possibility for them. Now, he was the play caller. Uh, with the Giants under Brian Dable, but, you know, as I was researching him as a guy who could end up being Seattle's next coach, you know, I, I learned that, um, you know, I think this is out there as well, that, you know, there, there was some thought that Brian Dable was kind of, you know, secretly taking over play calling duties from him. So point being, that may be a situation where they would let him out if the Seahawks truly wanted Kafka to be their offensive coordinator. And there's a little bit of nervousness there, right? Do you want the guy who was replaced as a play caller by Brian Dable? I think that's a fair question, but he also got quite a bit out of Daniel Jones, who I don't think a whole lot of just a couple of years ago. Then you got a decision on Geno Smith to make before the start of free agency in the draft. Does he want Bobby Wagner? Does he want Jordan Brooks? Does he want Leonard Williams back? What role is DK going to fill? Seahawks are going to be built in the image that he and John want. I'm just not sure I entirely know what that is yet, which is kind of exciting. And then finally, who's going to join him from Baltimore? They have 23 unrestricted free agents on what was arguably the second most talented team in the league this year behind San Francisco. And there's some big names. Defensive lineman Justin Metabuike. Patrick Queen, linebacker who we've been talking about here for a long time and comparing to Jordan Brooks. Safety Geno Stone. Couple of guards. You know who else? Quarterback Tyler Huntley, who I've often, uh, quite frankly, like a lot. And I've talked about him often. And I would uh, be very interested in seeing Tyler Huntley make his way over here, even if it's in a backup situation. Here's the third thing you need to know. Uh, Two weeks from now, pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting for duty in Peoria. If the season were to start today... Let's assume Don Canzone is battling and likely beating out Cade Marlowe for the final outfield spot. Dylan Moore is your 26th man, right? That means no Sam Haggerty and a whole bunch of other guys that you've been talking about, you know, recently that they've signed. None of those guys are going to make the team right now, which I think puts them in a better spot than a year ago when unfortunately they did need to go with a couple of really big risks at the bottom of that lineup, right? Cole, what was his name? Hamill? Cole, H- Cal- no. Um, Hamill. Hummel. Hummel. Cooper Hummel. Cooper Hummel. Thank you. Wow. Cool, Coop, I mean, well, remember Cooper Cal- Hummel. Remember Calhoun was there, too. Right. We did a really good job, training. I think, figuring that out together on the fly. That was great. And then, of course, Tommy Listella, who made everybody so angry. Look, injuries always seem to change those projections, so we'll see how it actually shakes out. But as of now, the biggest battle on this team is going to be the bullpen, where there's a ton up in the air after Munoz, Brash, and I guess Spire. 
probably going to be a full-on competition, I would think, for the final three or even four spots. And there'll be names we know, there'll be names we don't know, and also possible they'll dig into the free agent market or maybe even a late trade to nab a reliever that they've had their eye on. That is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk show. All right, Brock's going to be in at seven, obviously, and uh, we got a ton going on. I have a whole bunch of uh, texts out to people. I'm hoping maybe one or two of these works out at some point. We've been kind of, you know, working on the fly to see and, and bring you guys some of the best guests over the course of the next few days. So see if we, uh, I don't, don't want to reveal anything, but if we can come through with one of these guests, we'll let you know. In the meantime, I do want to hear from you guys. Love the 630 audience. We talk to you guys, what, every Monday basically throughout the season this year. So I'll open it up, 866-979-3776, 866-979-3776. What do you think? You like it? What More importantly, what do you like about it? What is it about Mike McDonald that has you excited? Or if you're, if you're nervous, if you've got a question, if there's something that you, you know, don't agree with, certainly take that call as well. 866-979-3776. I'd be surprised if we get too many of those calls. I think from what I can sense, Seahawks fans are pumped. Seahawks fans are excited. I, I get the sense that Seahawks fans wanted the team to go in this direction, and they're excited about what it brings. Just- I love the defensive side of it. I love the John Harbaugh element of it, the Ravens element of it, the youth element of it. I think all of those things are really, really exciting. One of the most universally praised large moves, right? This is a head Locally, coach. This isn't a coordinator. Yeah. Like, this is a large hire. Yep. And I've seen almost nothing but super positive about him. Yeah, which is, which is funny because nobody knows anything about him. Right. <laughs> other than that he can coach a defense. But I'm kind of curious. What is it you guys like? What is it that you like about this deal? Where do you think the Seahawks will go from here? 866-979-3776. We'll start chatting together next on Brock and Salk. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. 866-979-3776. The phone number. Excited to hear from you guys. If you know me at all and have listened for any amount of time, you know this is one of the things I love about local radio specifically. Is the opportunity for people to just weigh in. And, and I know you can do it in writing. I know you can do it on, you know, X platform, whatever. That's fine. But nothing compares to the interaction that you get when you can actually speak to each other. Maybe it's because I'm old school and I know in like 20 years, no one's even going to talk anymore. We're just going to speak with our fingers and nothing else is going to matter. But for now. With my fingers? No, not your fingers. That's Let's not get me for a Maura, come on. That is inappropriate. But uh, for others, yes. I'm sure that's the direction that my kids Maura are going. Takes what am own, I going to do? I know. Giant fingers joke? That's great. In 20 years more, you're not going to be able to communicate. You're going to be in what? trouble. Yeah. AI is going to be great. People are going to be like, stop yelling. Like, I'm not yelling. My fingers are just longer than everybody else's. I'm not, I don't mean to yell. All right. What do you like about this? Or conversely, if there's uh, questions or something you don't like, uh, I'd like to hear about it. 866-979-3776. Jake's in Bellingham. Jake, what's up? Good morning. Morning. I love the hire. I think he's going to bring new young energy. Now I just want to see him go hire Eric Bieniemy as OC and uh, figure out a way with John to go draft Jaden Daniels, who I think with that speed is the best way to neutralize that 49ers defensive front. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, let me let me address both sides of it. The first thing you said there was the energy, right? 
You know what's so funny? Of all the things that were were you know challenging for a lot of folks about Pete, you can't question the guy's energy, right? You can't question Pete's energy. And I think some of what you're hearing today is a little bit of doubt on Pete's smarts. And not, not that he's not a smart human, but that in the scheming side of the game, he had lost some of that competitive edge to some of the guys that were in his division specifically and just sort of the direction the NFL has gone. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that, but energy? Pete had the energy. You like in yes. some ways that's sort of the weird irony is that the energy from the seventy-two year old Pete Carroll might have been higher than the thirty-six year old Mike McDonald, which is crazy to even think about. But I understand what you're saying, and I understand what you mean, sort of youth movement. And I think some of that energy comes in the style and the way they want to attack coaching, not just the way they want to attack on the field. Yeah, the I heard one of his players, gosh, I've gone through so much sound recently, I can't remember, I think it might have been Marlon Humphrey mm-hmm. talking about how he literally watches film up until game time. Wow. Like, they're like, we have to go, like, he's like, he's obsessed. Like, like hey, sir, so could, could you come out and hang out with us for a little bit? It's time to watch, time to quit the film. Um, the other side of that, the other question you were, thing you brought up there was going after sort of that high-powered offense thing, and I, I am fascinated to see what kind of an offense he wants to pair with his defense. Does he go after an Eric Bieniemy type and and want to, you know, throw it around a fair amount? For some reason that surpri- that would surprise me, right? Generally, people who are on that defensive side of it want to complement the defense with a ball control offense that's not going to give the ball up much and probably is going to be a little bit more in tune with the running game than the passing game. But the other side of that is, and you brought up Jaden Daniels, how much will he want a Geno Smith? Does he want a, because Geno, I think, fits very well in a ball control offense, hand it off, play action, a lot of those types of things are, are Geno's strengths. On the other hand, this guy's watched the most dynamic running quarterback we've seen since Michael Vick for the last few years in Baltimore. Is he going to want his own version of that? fascinated to see what direction he goes at the quarterback spot. 866-979-3776. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Let's go with uh, Phil in Spokane. What's up, Phil? Hey, good morning. Um, I just had a question. I'm I'm hoping they look at Greg Olson for offensive coordinator. Hmm. He's uh, been under Raheem Morris at Tampa Bay. John Gruden hand-selected him at Oakland or L.A., and uh, he's been with McVay as a quarterback coach. Now he's with Seattle. Yep. Offensive, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he but, was an assistant um, this past year. And and just to clarify for people that don't know, because I thought you were talking about the uh, Greg Olson, the former tight end, who was now uh, at Fox and is about to get bumped from the number one spot to the number two spot when Tom Brady shows up to uh, claim his throne. But different guy, not that Greg Olson. There's another Greg Olson who's kind of been around. Phil, I don't know. It's a great question. And and I, I don't I think that's going to come up. I, I would guess he meets the media at 11 o'clock today. That can't be five questions in, right, before somebody says, who's going to be your offensive coordinator? What, what kind of offense do you want? I think people know what kind of defense he wants, and it sounds like he's going to call the plays. So the defensive coordinator, maybe it's going to be this uh, or from, uh, from Baltimore that he brings with him. Okay. But it's going to be his defense. The offense? 
that hire is enormously important. And think about the whole that story about Sean McVay, right, where he goes into the interview and he says, oh, no, 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 mic drop. I already have Wade Phillips ready to go to be my defensive coordinator. Yeah, because he's never done anything defensively before. He needed an, an adult in the room to go be the defensive coordinator. So you got to find somebody with a little experience, you would think, to come here and, and and handle the offense. But maybe not. Maybe he decides to go just as young as him and and everything is youth movement here in Seattle. Hard to hard to kind of hard to imagine like in some ways. Schneider might have some influence there, right? Yeah, I think so. Sure. I mean, maybe John's got his eye on somebody. Oh, God, I can't wait for that part of it. I think that's a huge, huge element. The quarterback, the offensive coordinator, just the style. We know what he wants defensively. What style does he want to pair it with offensively? That would have been a huge, huge part of my meeting with him as I was talking to him if I were John Schneider. 866-979-3776. What do you make of this? Do you like it? What do you like about Mike McDonald? If you don't like it, what do you not like about it? Let me go to John in Des Moines. Not Des Moines, where more is heading to vacation soon enough. No, Des Moines. John, what's going on? Good morning. Quick quick, uh, quick comment here. So there's a lot of things that I, I, I find positive and I like about the hire. The one glaring one that I love is his recent um, attached to the college game. Just like when Pete came here and became coach, mm-hmm. he found the Baldwins and the, and the Shermans and the Camps. He was recruiting on a different level before these guys became big. And I think the eye for the talent with his ties to Michigan and that whole thing with the other Harbaugh, I think that's going to be huge for our roster construction moving forward. Um, My only question, and I I love the kid, but I just hope the Michigan quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, I hope he's not our pick at 16 with the ties. But outside of that, I love the hire. I think he's going to be great for us. And uh, go Hawks. Appreciate it, uh, John. I don't know. I will say one thing that jumps out to me is that with this hire, it would surprise me if they go quarterback in the first round. Yeah, same. That was my honestly the very first thing I thought of is he's going to build a defense or something on the line of scrimmage. He's going to build it. Yeah, it just and I'm not saying they won't eventually go quarterback, but it just strikes me as a, a sign that they are going to stick at the line of scrimmage this year in the in the draft. So I would be surprised if they draft JJ McCarthy. The only thing I will say about the that whole idea of of the college thing and I love that he's been in the Harbaugh system, specifically John but also Jim. Yeah. There is that part of me that says, "All right, if you were going to do that, why not just hire Jim Harbaugh?" Like like if you were going to go with a Harbaugh tree guy, why not just hire Jim Harbaugh? I mean, but there's a chance that they did want and tried to, and he's Maybe. like, "Yeah, I'm staying in LA." I'm like, that I may like very well, that may very well spot. be the case. I yeah. would love I mean, to know. It felt about like that. it was a foregone conclusion. He was going to LA pretty early. It sure did. But he did interview in Atlanta, and it's you know there were other teams that at least expressed some of that interest. Yeah, didn't seem to happen here. So I don't know whether it was a culture thing. I don't know if it was a personality thing. I don't know if he wanted full control. I, I don't know what all of that was. But it just sort of strikes me if you're going to go with the Harbaugh guy. Why not get a Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Kevin in Magnolia. What's up, Kevin? Good morning. Hi, guys. Love, absolutely love the hire. Um, I'm actually a, uh, don't don't kill me on this, but I'm primarily a Ravens fan uh, who moved here a while ago. Um, it's like 1A, 1B, Ravens, Seahawks. Cool. Uh, me. But anyway, um, he you know, some, some, I think some coaches have this like dynamic magnetism, you know, like more of a Tony Robbins, like, you know, walking frenetically on the stage with the Judy from time life books, you know, <laughs> headset. Right. Yeah. And then, 
And then you have then you have the guys that just have this quiet, amazing presence because you just sense that they're intelligent. And you sense that uh, they're just super comfortable in their own skin. And the guy has an amazing amount of football knowledge for a 36-year-old, and that comes across really quickly when he speaks. And I think he's going to grab their attention really, really well. And so I think it's an incredibly exciting hire. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. I love the uh, analogy, by the way. But in general, I think it's a really good point. Great reference. I, I think everyone, if there's one quality to focus on today, that word seems to be smart. Yeah, and I'm. We got a text about this. It was like, have you guys been looking into any of the uh, the Baltimore Ravens Reddit? They are in shambles. Really? It's like, yeah, there are a lot of people in here who are not who are very very upset. There's a lot of people who are saying they wish they let go of Hargo and kept uh, Harbaugh and and kept McDonald as the oh, head wow. coach. People like him don't grow on trees. Wow, this is worse than the loss on Sunday. Wow, this is tragic for the franchise. Tragic. Who do we replace him with? Well, Reddit uh, notoriously. Again, I know uh, they're really for, really uh, good for the for, for analysts. measured reactions. Rational, yeah. yes, but. Um, it, Nobody on there is like, good, finally, moving on. Like, that's also a... Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you got a really good team that's uh, dominant defensively. You see some of those numbers. I think you sent them over, Justin, of just sort of where they ranked last year and everything. Opponents' points per game first, yards per game fifth, points per play first, yards per play second, third down conversion percentage ninth, red zone scoring second, touchdowns per game against them first. I mean, the defense was. They absolutely let him take away and sacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot, and they didn't do it. Yeah, they get some good players. Matabuike is a good player, but not like he wasn't a dominant player until last year. I mean, Vanoy and Clowney were on the street. Both guys, anyone could have had. Um, yeah, they got some good players. By the way, Roquan Smith, fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Patrick Queen. Queen, obviously a really good player. Kyle Hamilton's really good. some good players he can get the most out of too. I was just, I was just thinking that this morning. I wonder, and this will be a topic that we'll go through. Which players on the Seahawks will be poised to make the best leap once he gets his his, yeah, his well, hooks on them? That was going to be a question I was going to ask you. Is there is there a sense of, hey, let's look at everything we have in the pantry. Who's the best chef to make the best mm-hmm. meal out of this? And you look yeah. at everybody that they have. Maybe the he defense, views some guys. of these guys differently, right? Yeah, oh, you totally. saw him as this? What would you do I with this? I see him as that. Yeah. What is he going to think about Jamal Adams? Does he want any part of that moving forward? Or is he just going to move on? You're going to have to rely on John, I'm sure, for a lot of the information on what's been going on there. 866-979-3776. Let me go to uh, Ryan, who's in Houston. What's up, Ryan? Good morning. Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey, uh, a couple things that pointed out. Obviously, the defensive prowess in general is a big one, but a couple things specifically. One, uh, the way the players say that he puts them in the best positions um, was huge for me. Uh, two, schematically, the way that he uh, – I don't know how you would say it. It disguises the coverage, whether it's going to be man or zone, or even shifts that to the offense from pre-snap to post-snap. And then three, just just the entire the level of you know pressure, making sure people are in the right position. Kind of, I guess kind of the whole thing in entirety uh, that makes a big difference. Honestly. And we've got the talent there. He's just got to got to be utilized properly. Interesting. Appreciate the phone call, man. Let me go uh, to uh, Abdi in Virginia. What's up, Abdi? Hey, Mike, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Good morning to you guys. So um, I love this move. I think it's a fantastic move. This kind of turns back the clock uh, like it was 14 years ago when Pete came. Basically, you're going to have a coach who's going to be ahead of the curve, who is modern with this game, and people are going to take their time to adjust to him. So that's going to be a plus for the Seahawks. What stood out to me was how they played. Um, the Ravens played against the 49ers, how they shut them down. That's mm-hmm. badly needed since we're going to be playing the Niners you know, twice a year every year. 
And for me, Steph is going to be huge. I, you know, we kind of saw all season long all the bad habits, the guys missing tackle, but to week one and stuff. So they're going to go back to their basics. I think that's going to be helpful for this young crew to be able to coach these bad habits out of them. Yeah. And I think also finally we're going to have you know a coach that's going to focus on you know trench play. Hopefully they can get some offensive linemen to reestablish the run game. And you know for me, I just think it's it's a, a win-win. I preferred Ben Johnson initially. I thought maybe going you know with an offensive head coach would be the best way. But yeah, without, you know everything that happened with him is you know that it is what it is. But I did hear, I did hear for whatever it's worth, I did hear yesterday that Ben Johnson did not interview nearly as well as some of the other guys. Now maybe it's because he had just wrapped up the you know what had happened in Detroit and the tough loss and this and that. Although I guess the same is true for McDonald. I don't know. I heard yesterday that he did not interview nearly as well uh, as as McDonald or even some of the other candidates did, that he just didn't have the same presence in those interviews. Remember when Ross Tucker told us yesterday that Mike McDonald kind of told him, like, I can't even focus on those interviews yeah. right now. I'm focused on this. And he I feel like he did a lot of his later. Ben Johnson squeezed a bunch in before mm-hmm. their game. And maybe that wasn't the right call for him, but maybe point. maybe he was already kind of planning on going back there. I don't know. Or maybe he just doesn't have that level of of presence, right? I mean, we know what the – I keep coming back to this. We know these guys can coach their offense, defense, whatever. They're smart. That's not up for debate. The question is, do they have the juice? Can they lead a building? Can they set a culture? All of those things. I, I can't help thinking, look, I, everyone is so positive today for good reason. I am too. This is exciting. It's a huge, exciting new day in Seattle. There is a part of me that for the first time today feels like the Pete thing is real, that it hasn't been real for the last few weeks. And it sort of sinks in today that, yeah, Pete Carroll's really not in that building anymore. He's really not setting somebody else is in his office. You know, what's a shame that Pete couldn't have hired a Mike McDonald. Yeah. And, and, And that's not to say that McDonald won't do a fantastic job. I think he will. I'm pumped for this. So please don't don't take this the wrong way. It's not a shot at him or anything like that. It's too bad that Pete couldn't have hired this guy or someone like him three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that Clint Hurt didn't turn out to be Mike McDonald. It's too bad that Ken Norton wasn't Mike McDonald. It's too bad that Shane Waldron or Brian Schottenheimer weren't Ben Johnson. He tried so many combinations. It right? didn't work, and it, you don't know if Mike McDonald would have been Mike McDonald under Pete Carroll. I don't, but it's just too bad. Yeah. Pete did that, start to develop a little bit of a reputation for being a meddler with the mm-hmm. coordinators, and like I hope maybe Mike McDonald coming fresh out of that spot, if he hires an offensive coordinator, will let him do his thing. I I think he's going to have to because I don't know how much he even knows right. about doing that part of it. So look, I, I, that's not a please. Don't hear that as I wish that Pete was still here and that this guy's not going to be successful. That's not what I'm saying, but I really. I just think it's too bad that over, and, and I think it's one of the big reasons Pete's not here. Can you imagine how great it would have been with Pete's leadership, Pete's ability to motivate, Pete's thoughts, the amount of time Pete spent thinking about the players and the education, all of that. If you could have mixed that with this kind of X's and O's genius, it's just, it's so frustrating that he wasn't able to make that happen the last four, five, seven years. Eight, six, six. We've been talking about his energy level, and I don't think anybody's ever going to compare to Pete. And I definitely don't think that McDonald's there. But I also think it's maybe not as bad as people are making it out to be. Here's a little clip of him when he was coaching the linebackers at Ravens in camp. Okay. Backers, let's roll! So what's number one goal for the day? Flying, Flying around like okay, freaking psychos. Inside out tackle drill. Woo! 
You're a dog, be a dog. <laughs> Here we go. All right, a little more tempo. Set, hit, go get it, Lee. Go get it. I mean, he's having, like, he's having fun. it's not like he's out there, like, Something all morose. right, guys. Mono, like, monotone. What's the, yeah. uh, what's the guy that used to be on, like, the Visine commercials? <laughs> oh, the ben, what? Oh, uh, ben, Stein? ben Stein? Yeah, you know, like, Bueller? he's not, like, super Bueller? monotone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he's, no one's going to compare to Pete's energy level. Sure. He's a good-looking chap, though. I'll tell you that, man. He, he fits right into to this group of good-looking coaches that we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> he He's right there with them. 36, nice haircut. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. It doesn't Chiseled hurt. Chiseled features. Sure. Going from intern to head coach in the NFL in yeah. 10 years. Give him some credit there. There's gotta, a lot of good going for him. Got to give him some credit. That's for sure. All right, let me uh, grab one or two more here. 866-979-3776. How about Rich, who's in Auburn? What's up, Richie? Hey, how's it going? Uh, what a great day. What a great day. Um, our new coach bringing sexy back to Seattle. I, I just love, I love that he seems like a young, toned down, modern version of Pete Carroll. You can see how much he loves and cares about his players, how much fun he's having in that clip he just played. He's more analytical. His defense is more unpredictable. I remember them saying on the broadcast, like offenses didn't know what the defense uh, of the Ravens were running until the ball was snapped. I can't wait to see what he does with Willen, Witherspoon, and Brown. What a potential linebacker duo of Brooks and possibly Patrick Queen might look like. I would give everything to get Queen inside this building. Yeah. Uh, everything about this is excited. It's exciting. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier. Appreciate the phone call, uh, Rich. I did mention earlier there are, what, 23? 23 unrestricted free agents from Baltimore. You mentioned Patrick Queen. That's a big one. They can only franchise tag one. So we kind of read yesterday that Matabuke may be that guy. And, okay, fine. Interested in Patrick Queen? Yep. Interested in Geno Stone? Interested in two of their guards? Like, there, there's a bunch of guys, name brand guys, that you might absolutely see make the pilgrimage from Baltimore to Seattle, right? Take that Oregon Trail almost all the way here and, uh, and, and land here in Seattle with the guy that they played for last year. I kind of like Tyler Huntley, too. I know that uh, that may or may not be something that they have interest in, but the running ability, just just what he did filling in, I don't know if that's like your long-term answer at quarterback, but as a backup, somebody who's who's run that system and kind of, you know, kind of been that backup to, I just, I, I feel like there may be that part of this guy, Mike McDonald, that watched what the athleticism and running ability of Lamar Jackson did for that team the last few years and says, Gino's just not that guy. On the other hand, he could absolutely look at this and say, hey, I just want to control the ball. My defense is going to be the star of the show. I just want a guy who's not going to turn it over. Accurate play action. That's Geno Smith. Let's roll with him. So I, I could see that part of it going in either direction. 866-979-3776. Last word, we'll go to Brandon in Phoenix. What's up, Brandon? Good morning. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the hire. I think of all the coaches or the candidates, he had the best potential. But potential is a word that means you haven't done anything yet. So um, there's tons of coordinators who were all-stars at their positions and couldn't hack it as head coaches. So um, I'm excited, but... Um, I'm kind of wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's very fair. And and look, it, it, it's it's exciting to get excited right now today. It's exciting. This is fun. It should be fun. We should be excited. There's a new direction for this building after three weeks of waiting to find out where the Seahawks would go. 
we finally know. We finally have some information. We don't have all of it yet, but we finally know enough to get a sense as to roughly which direction the compass is pointing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that element of this. But now, now there are some questions. Now we get to find out how he answers them. Now we get to find out what he's capable of in a new position that goes beyond what he was in last year. And I do have to know what he does at quarterback. And I do have to know what he does at offensive coordinator. And we do have to know how he puts together a team and how he and John work together. And whether his age, we just got Texas's age, a positive or a negative. I see it as a positive. Mm Mm-hmm. But it may make it hard for him to hire an offensive coordinator, or maybe it makes it easy where somebody says, yeah, I want to go work with that young guy, and he's going to give me free reign to really run the offense that I want to run. Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. It, it, it's it's a really cool day. You know what I'm Seattle. really excited about, and I'm going to give you a compliment here, so brace yourself. Oh, hold is, on. Hold on. Hold on. I believe, truly, okay, and this is before I worked here, so I've thought this for a long time. You are a fantastic interviewer, and I feel like you're going to get a lot of really interesting or, or maybe th- more thorough answers from him in a better set-down setting than we're going to get from anywhere, anywhere else. You might else not have to do the interpretation of like, no, that's not right, but that's I thought that that's means. what I – but now you're I saying just, what I thought. I know that you're really good about getting answers been, to questions. Been building that, that skill set for like almost 15 <laughs> years. Really, more. really good at it. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hear what you get out of him. I'm bummed out. I was hoping they'd go back to Jim Mora and bring him back <laughs> as the coach again. And so if you hear any, like, you know, sort of, you know, uh, hidden frustration, latent longing for somebody else to have been the coach, don't worry. It's just that I was hoping just they would bring back Jim the Mora. of Jim Mora. Yeah, I just felt like you. the guy got a raw deal. And if only they would bring back <laughs> Jim Mora, then we'd be in a much better situation moving forward. All right, stick around. we got so much more to do today. Brock is going to react to this next. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.